Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Friday Night Review. I am Scowls, joined by my co-host, Cam. But tonight, we have a special guest. We have somebody coming directly from Fightful.com. He is the co-host of Coexisting, Mr. Rob Wilkins. How are we doing tonight? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk SmackDown and uh, just a little bit of wrestling. So thanks again for having me tonight. Well, we appreciate you taking your time out of your evening to come join us. Um, so let's get to it. Let's discuss uh, SmackDown. What did we think of this opening segment with The Rock and Roman Reigns? So, man, um, I don't know. It, the, the The whole thing, I'll say this. it's it's uh, it, it does have that entertainment or the entertaining uh, aspect towards it. Um, you know, Rock was on Twitter earlier, you know, and he had this whole like 15 minute spiel about the whole thing or whatever. Um, I thought that was pretty much a lot of people were saying that was a better explanation than what they had two weeks ago in that promo that he had. Um, I feel like this promo with him was I kind of was kind of more of the less more or less the same. It was just him pretty much insulting the, the audience. Um, I think he said crack and cocaine like at least seven times towards the audience. Um <laughs> So, so I don't know. It, it's 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 interesting. Um, the thing I do like though is that we set up the tag team match finally, and um, that's that's very interesting. And I like the stipulation to it too. It's it's not just a tag team match for the sake of a tag team match. It, you know, if Cody uh, is able to beat Rock and Roman with you know, him and Seth, or able to beat Rock and Roman, uh, there will be no bloodline involvement at all with with uh, Rock or with Roman and Cody um, night two of, at WrestleMania. I like that. So uh, yeah, it's you know. It's it's good for what it is, you know. I mean, I really don't care to see Rock in in a ring in 2024, but that's just me. But um, I, you know, he'll he'll have Roman to to pretty much rely on to take, I guess, more or less more of the reps, more of the bumps, uh, in in the match. It's not like him just working a a solo match for 20, 30 minutes or whatever. So, but um, yeah, it was it was it's it's interesting. It's interesting, and I said the main thing I got out of it was uh, the tag team match setup. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I agree with everything you said there. The I think the biggest thing too is the Rock was dropping facts, and what I mean by that is he was one hundred percent correct with what he said about Phoenix, uh, about the meth use. It is number one in the <laughs> in this country. They they do lead the country in that, followed by Mesa, Arizona, at number two. So uh, that was the fact that he said that. And um, now you're asking like, why do I know? Because in our fightful chat, we actually decided to, Hey, we should fact check this. And sure enough, he was right. So we were like, wow. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, that was the thing. He started with a bang this morning or this afternoon with that promo that he did, uh, on Cody. 
and then you get the SmackDown tonight, which was just I thought was fire. It was forty minutes, so I was pretty close to it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I part of me is like, you know what? The only thing I've always heard is if the Rock's going on, you might as well just somebody's match is going to get cut. If the Rock's on TV, somebody's match is going to get cut, and that's what happened tonight. Uh, and that's okay, you know. It's one of those things where he's going to be here for a little bit, and he's going to be back doing his normal thing, and that's fine. I mean, it, it is what it is, but the ending was of that promo where Roman stopped him. Yeah, I, I was that like, was, yeah. <laughs> I was stunned was when he did that. I was like. Did he just put his hands on a rock? Like, <laughs> and then yeah. you had the rock acknowledging him. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I mean, the match that did get cut according to, cause I'm, I'm a subscriber to Fightful. So I got the rundown from the email that you guys send out. The match that I seem to have gotten cut was uh, the solo Sokoa match that was, that was predicted to be on tonight. So, I mean, we only lost, another bloodline member so it really didn't seem to do too much damage to the show even though when the rock does talk he does like to drag things out quite a bit yeah um i mean they flowed they... with you know, so you know you didn't, you didn't really notice it so i know but it, how many commercial breaks did it go through did it go through three of them i think like that's At that's least. a lot for a talking like like yeah. Jin, like uh jack says in the chat SmackDown felt like talking smack it for did. that first 40 minutes. <laughs> it did. It did, for sure. I, that's a perfect perfect ex explanation. I mean, you were watching Talking Smack, then SmackDown started. I mean, it it surprised me that he actually got away with saying a lot of the stuff that he did. It kind of does go back to that attitude yeah. after when he was big in WWE. So, he's right. Like, WWE is more like as popular now as it was back then. Like when when we had all these sold out shows in a row for WWE, this is what was like the fifth one in a row. Yeah, it's been popular as ever right now. Like day is six place. already in San Antonio, so it's I don't I don't remember the last time this has happened, and I I'm excited about WWE's future and what we're gonna see. Yeah, exactly. You hit it right on the head there too. So. Uh, ticket sales are doing great uh, for WWE. I mean, AEW or excuse me, TNA just announced that they had a lot of pay per view buys for their last uh, pay per view, uh, and that was a surprise to a lot of us. So, wrestling's doing really well right now. So let's just hope hope it keeps up. Uh, that guy Shadow in the chat says, "Who does he really have to answer to? He's on the board. Ain't no one finding him." <laughs> True. Not a bad point there, Shadow. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm excited. I like how they added this stipulation, like Cam had said, in regards to this. So, I obviously, at least in, from my impression, is the Bloodline's going to be winning the match on night one. Because you're not going to go night one and not have The Rock come out there during the main, during the main event of the show. Like, why else would he be there? Correct. Yeah, I think so too. Do you think this tag team match is going to main event night one? Probably. Or would they put EO versus Bailey in that spot? 
Let's say do let's say do like a double main event kind of situation, and just say, oh yeah, this is a part of a double main event, and Bailey and EO is on first, and then we get the tag match, something like that. Yeah. I would think. And I I I would prefer Bailey and EO get that main event spot, but I think it actually probably end up going to Rhea and Bailey or Rhea and Becky is just the way I look at it, just based off how they promoted things. I mean, right. they didn't even invite Becky. They didn't even have Bailey go to uh, Las Vegas for the kickoff pro, uh, press conference. So I, I hope I'm wrong there, but I mean, and we'll talk about Bailey, I'm sure here in a few minutes, but yeah, I don't, I, I think it, I assume it's going to, I assume it's going to close night one. I prefer it to open night one, but that's me. Bailey Neo open night one. I, I'd be okay with that. Or the tag match. Either one. <laughs> but I, I know The Rock's not gonna open WrestleMania, so it's yeah, <laughs> so it's, I mean yeah. the way you would counter that is he's gonna be in the main event at Roman's side in night two. So yeah. maybe he'd if he's be wrestling okay with that. His, I mean I would I would say uh I don't know. I would say I would say have Rhea Becky open night one. And then I'd say, um, do Bailey and uh, EO main event. Yeah, Bailey deserve Bailey deserves it. That feud, does, that storyline deserves it. I mean that that whole when Damage Control turned on Bailey, that whole segment was just perfect. So, yes. All right, so let's segue into the next part of the show. Um, we had our first match of the evening, forty-five minutes into the show with uh, Naomi versus Tiffany Stratton. Obviously, this is where some of the time got cut because we didn't even get to see uh, Naomi's entrance. We just saw Tiffany coming out. They put on a good match between the two. I really like what Tiffany's doing on the main roster. How do you feel about that, Rob? Tiffany's great. Um, She's been awesome. She's she's got she's got it and she's just continuing to get it you know that's what's great about her and she's been she's been in the ring with really good top talent naomi's top talent uh i was actually surprised that they i'm surprised naomi's been taking pins lately i i really thought with her coming in she'd be on a hot streak but it makes sense for now because i I think uh, we'll see Naomi eventually kind of get tired of losing, and I think she'll be. Pre- I think she'll be a great heel once that once she turns. I, that's just my opinion, and there's been no like hints or anything anything like that happening. But I think her. I think she's. I think after WrestleMania, we're gonna see her. Like jump up a little bit. I think her. Her story, her character is gonna. Go up a little bit. That's just my. I think it wouldn't surprise me if she's one of the first challengers for Bailey. After not, I I think they're going to go back to probably EO and Bailey for a little bit, or damage control mm-hmm. for a little while. But I think after that, I could see it be Naomi and Bailey for sure. But I I thought it was fine. Tiffany Stratton. It was a good match for what we got and. Tiffany's just like, I don't know, like her talent is undeniable for somebody that's only been wrestling less than, what is it, two years? She's mm-hmm. only been in the business. And 
as she says, she has the perfect moonsault. Like it's just picture perfect almost every time she does it. I think she's finally adjusting to the length though, because I feel like it's a little bit different on the main roster than NXT. She's overshot it a couple times, I if I remember correctly. Yeah. But she, what was your thoughts, Cam? Oh, sorry. Good, Rob. Sorry about that. No, that that's all. That's all I was saying. She's she's getting better and better. Um, before I get my thoughts, uh, is Liv lives on SmackDown, right? Liv is actually on Raw. Well, I bring that up because, um, you know, uh, of what I saw from her in the Olympic Chamber, Tiffany Stratton. I mean, um, her, uh, her, uh, the two people I think that impressed me the most, obviously, was uh, Liv Morgan, and uh, another one was 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 Tiffany Stratton. Now. I already know, you know, watching her her stuff from NXT, I already know how good Tiffany Stratton was. Um, I just love how a lot of people in the community now are, are, are starting to realize that. And they're just like, oh, man, you know, Tiffany Stratton, you know, she really impressed me. And I'm just like, hey, I've been knowing this. Like, y'all are, <laughs> y'all are late to the party. Like, I've known how good she is. And and kudos to Creative, kudos to Triple H. They, they let her go out there and just, just run wild, essentially, in that match. Um, and and I bring up Liv Morgan because I feel like that, I feel like that would be a good feud for her. But she's on Raw, though. Um, but other than that, though, uh, you know, this match with uh, her and Naomi, um, I was wondering why Naomi didn't get her entrance. But now I, now I realize why. Um, but I thought this match was was decent for what it, what it was. A feud between her and Naomi, I think, would be good, too. Uh, it's a good starting point for Naomi, who just came back. Um, and like I said, I think anybody you put Tiffany Stratton in there with, um, she's, she's, she's going to have uh, an amazing feud with or great matches with. Um, I, I think the company now uh trust her more i th- i think i think they tested her when they put her up against becky and nxt and they said okay let's let's see how good she really is if we put her up against a veteran like becky if we put her up against someone who's already you know a, a, a main event or someone who's you know further down the card or whatever and let's see how how well she she's able to work so just based off of that and i'm sure becky has also backstage spread the word of how good she is and things like that has also put her in the good graces of creative so um definitely they're, they're definitely gonna 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 treat her right i don't think they're gonna do anything to, to hinder her success or hinder her momentum that she's got going right now um but this was a good match for what it was uh again that picture perfect moonsault off the top rope is amazing um so yeah good good stuff from tip Stratton. I like that you brought up the chamber, though, because in that match, the two main ones that stood out to me, like you said, was Liv Morgan and uh, Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany showed her what her abilities can do, what she can do, and now everybody sees it. And like you, I am a big, big proponent of NXT. Like my name says right below it, I think NXT is the best weekly show, period. It's the most consistent product. It has the best stories, coherentness, everything. So when she came out to the main roster, I already knew what she could do. And I'm excited to see what happens next with Liv Morgan because this revenge tour that she's on, I'm excited to see what happens next because now she's going after Becky from interfering with Nia Jax this past Monday Night on Raw. So I'm curious as to see how it goes from there. They showed, see, the only, the only thing, the, the one thing that I, that I, have been desperately wanting for live for a while now is just character development because there's like not really much there. Um, it, it always seems like they're going in, in a direction with live and then they just, just drop it immediately. What I saw from her in the chamber was there was, there was a little bit more 
attitude there. There was, there was a little more like a, almost a heel persona. I think her shirt said something like cry about it or something like that. So yeah. it was like it's a little <laughs> bit more of a heel persona there. You know, um, I know like I know the fans in Australia, they were 100 percent behind. Uh, Tiffany Stratton and they were not happy when she got eliminated so <laughs> and she was just like cry about it you know so I like that I'm like if, if they if they dig into that a little bit more uh, hey you'll get a Liv Morgan fan out of me for sure because I, I want to see more of a character from her so after that match we had um, Bailey and Dakota Kai versus the Kabuki Warriors with Eos Kai I mean we all had to know what was going to happen tonight, right? When they announced this match? Yeah. If they couldn't the, make it more obvious, like... <laughs> yeah. That that was completely... I was going to say, they, they made this one a little too obvious for my liking, but it made sense uh, for the story. You let Bailey overcome this. I like and I know we'll get to the ending like after the match, like what we saw after the match. And I like that. That adds a little bit more intrigue for me. Uh, but I think it gives Bailey that even more. Bailey already had a lot of us like rooting for her to win this title. But now I think it's getting just even more like it's just getting there even bigger for her. So I think the crowd's going to definitely be for Bailey, obviously, and I think it's just getting that momentum is just going to keep building for her. So, if she doesn't win at Mania, we that crowd is not going to be happy. Right. It's, it's going <laughs> to be like they thought the riot. I was going to say if they thought the riots in bad were, were bad in Philly when they lost the Super Bowl, <laughs> it might be bad after that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it'd be like that Cena that Cena sheet like at the Hammerstein Ballroom back at the ECW One Night Stand. Mm-hmm. If, Cena wins, we riot. It'd be if Bailey loses, we riot. So, and they are in ECW in uh, the ECW area, yeah. so they do know how to do it. Yeah, they, the fans yeah. are crazy, essentially. Yeah, uh, um, that's for sure. I don't like Philly. Yeah, F- Philly's Philly. Like that's the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. I I thought they were gonna wait until the Mania. match itself at Mania, and I'm glad they didn't, in the sense because. At that point, you had a feel she was going to lose if they turned on her there. Now this gives me more hope that she's actually going to win and walk out with the belt. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like what gave it away for me was pretty much right away in this match when they both, when Bailey and and Dakota got in the ring and they went after the Kabuki Warriors and you see Dakota try to reach for i think it was i think it was uh oscar i can't remember but like that's when i just knew i'm like okay she's turning because she didn't really reach out for like she didn't put any effort into it like so i just knew like "Eh." i'm like she's turning i already had a feeling she was turning but that's when i like just i knew it was happening like she's gonna turn here in a few minutes and sure enough she did and think that's actually good because Dakota Kai is a good heel. She's a better heel than face. Yeah, I will agree with that. Uh, shout out, in my opinion, the sympathy angles played out. It would have been great to see the beatdown and Mercedes music to hit, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, we all would have loved to seen that for them to come back together, but 
we all know she has other big business to attend to. <laughs> well played. <laughs> but um, I mean, the match ended with a no contest. They beat up Bailey, pretty much left her in the ring. Um, and then we get go into the back, which is what I think you were talking about earlier, what you were alluding to, where they're celebrating her back and they go up to uh, they see Jade Cargill and they just have a stale off, uh, standoff. And I'm excited to see where this goes from her from here. So are we going to get Jade on SmackDown? Because we still don't know where she's going. I think that was the hint like tonight. I think that kind of gave it away that she's going to be on SmackDown. And what I like about that is I think this gives, this gives WWE the opportunity to put Jade at WrestleMania, like put her in Bailey's corner. If you want to, if you want to, you could do something like that. So when are we going to get her first match? I don't know. That's probably, probably after mania. SmackDown That's after probably, Mania, Raw after Mania, something like that. That that I could see happening for sure. I don't know. It's I know I know that she's been training and I know she's working at the PC and everything, but it is kind of a long time that we haven't her. I do like that they're showing her on TV though to keep her fresh in everybody's mind. So yep. this way when she does wrestle, hopefully she makes a bigger impression and she sticks and is a, is a superstar that I want her to be. Yes, and she she you're right. She is wrestling like at the PC, so she is having matches and she is training with. The one thing that a lot of people don't realize is the one person she was training with a lot before he left um, was William Regal. William Re- William Regal's at the NXT PC now, so she's with him again. So uh, that's that's a good thing. I kind of, you know, I kind of wanted her to go, kind of wanted her to go to Raw just because it, it, it kind of spreads out those, you know, those those top names right now, those free agents that they they promoted, like, you know, I said, Tiffany Stratton, Braun Breaker, and now her. So with Braun on SmackDown and Tiffany on SmackDown, now you put Jade on SmackDown. So they, they got three new, like three big uh, signings uh, over there on, on SmackDown. And especially in the women's division, I mean, you, you think you look at the SmackDown women's division, the SmackDown women's division right now is like stacked. You know, Raw. I mean, they've they've got some names over there too, but it's not it's not the same on, on the Raw women's Raw women's division. So I thought they were going to put her on Raw just to give Raw kind of like a boost. Um, but it makes sense in in the long run because right now SmackDown I think has the uh, it has the top story right now with 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 everything going on with damage control and Bailey and EO. So it has it has the top story going right on right now. The biggest story going on right now on Raw is just with Rhea and Becky, but it's not but even that even and that's big, but even that's not necessarily on the same level uh because I mean you got the, you got the betrayal of damage control and everybody's behind Bailey and stuff like that. So it doesn't really have the same backing or same support, same hype that Bailey EO, EO has so it makes sense if they are going to put her on SmackDown. So, and I mean, typically WWE does the draft in usually after Mania, right? Has that been the recent time that they've done it? Because I know they were doing so. it yeah. in yeah, October. It, yeah, they yeah they've done it that way. It'll be interesting to see how they do it next because 
because SmackDown will be moving in the fall to USA, and right now we know we know that Raw doesn't have a home starting in October to January. Like right now, they they will have a home eventually. Where it'll be is up to up for debate. I I don't I don't know why it's not staying on USA, but. For that uh, time being, but <laughs> maybe maybe it's an NFL thing. I don't have any idea why they're not doing it, but we'll find out in the long run what it's all about. But it'll be interesting to see when they do the draft because I know I know they're going to want a lot of a lot of people watching on uh, Netflix, and I know they're going to want to watch a lot have a lot of people watching on Fridays too. So it'll be pretty interesting. Maybe we eventually do get the the start of the new year be like the roster refresh. But then that doesn't make sense with only three months before Mania. Like, it really makes sense to do it after Mania when all, when all the stories typically reset. So maybe we don't see one this year with all these new free agent signings coming up from NXT, all the free agents they're bringing in from outside. So maybe that's just how they they change they change up the rosters a little bit. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. I don't think they do just based off what you said about the Netflix deal. So I think they're going to keep things the same relatively for primarily the rest of the year. I mean, we'll have to see around, you know, probably like after SummerSlam and after, what is it, like Hell in a Cell or whatever, you know, Survivor yeah, Series, summer, somewhere around there, like in the fall, spring, it, towards the end of the spring, you know, in the fall, whatever, um, and see where we're at uh, a standpoint in terms of like um, storylines or whatever, or feuds or whatever we got going on at that time. And uh, I think I think we'll go from there because I, I definitely think you might. I mean, who knows? You might see um, a world title swap for all I know. You could you could you could just you could see Cody get drafted to Raw. Um, you could see the world champion at that time, whether it's Seth or whoever, Drew, whoever, go to SmackDown. Who knows? They, they could do something very they could do something to, to really, really throw us off and really, really shake things up. So, but I think because of the Netflix deal, I don't think they're going to change things up right now, but probably, you know, January next year, it, the, the, we'll already, have, they'll, they'll be thinking about doing a, a, a roster um, or a draft or whatever, something of that nature. I don't even know. I don't even know if we're going to get like a, like a formal draft or if it's just going to be a shakeup where we just see, you know, SmackDown wrestlers come out on raw and raw wrestlers come out on SmackDown. Yeah, so. I could see a trade maybe or something like just uh yeah. or like you said, superstar shakeup is probably the best way to go. Um, after that, we had essentially a squash match. I mean, <laughs> there's really no other way to put it. It lasted pretty much three seconds. It was Braun Breaker taking on Zion Quinn, and I noticed the tweet that you put out, um, Rob, that. Zion was one of the names you could cross off of the injured list uh -huh. return. And you said this was the first time you've ever had to do more than one person, I think. Uh, more than two night. at one time. Yeah. Because I got to take off Dakota Kai, Rey Mysterio, and uh, and uh, Zion Quinn tonight. And so. I mean, yeah. Zion Quinn was probably put right back on it after that spear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we had we lead into the next sex next segment which was um santos escobar speaking to umberto and um angel and lopez and did that set look familiar to you it did 
It was it was that the was that the family restaurant from the Don in NXT? Uh, you know, I did not. It just looked familiar, but I don't know if that was it. I mean, I maybe it was. Going back on it, I don't know. Because when I was watching, I was like, oh, I like how they threw that back to NXT because Santos has the relationship with the family from when he was with Logato. So I do yeah. like that little throwback if it was. Um, but this led into they, they had a little video package. They did a little tribute to um, for Virgil, who unfortunately had passed away earlier this week. And then we had a, a great street fight between Santos and Carlito. Between the match itself and everything that happened within it. Yeah. What was yeah. your thoughts on the match? You know, it was uh it's it's funny because when Carlito's one of those guys that I back when WWE wasn't as fun, Carlito was actually fun for me. I actually really enjoyed him. Um and watching him go against somebody that I really enjoy in Escobar is I, I was excited for this match. It was one of the matches I was looking forward to. And then I got even surprised even more with the way it ended. So it was just a nice surprise, like all together, seeing the return of Rey Mysterio. Overall, I thought it was good. I think the best thing is Rey Mysterio being back. He adds... Uh, Rey Mysterio is one of those characters that's absolutely just loved and adored, and he brings excitement for the average fan, and that's that's even that's good for pro wrestling. And I I thought it was good, you know. That's really the crowd was really into it, and I think it went over. I think it went over better than they anticipated. Honestly, that's the way I looked at it. We got to see Carlito spin the apple back in uh, Escobar's face. I thought that was great tonight. Going back a little old school for uh, Carlito. Yeah. What do you think, Cam? Well, like I said, you see it right there in my name. Put some respect on Ray because, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's, you know, there's so many people in, in the community that's like, oh, he needs to retire and oh, he's, he's lost a step or two and all that stuff like that. Over the past, I think like week or so, I mean, he was he was I think he was recently at a uh, at a I saw a clip where he was at a UFC event or whatever, yeah. and uh, they they showed him on screen and he gets this massive pop from a UFC crowd. So that yeah, just they, tells you how loved this man is. Yeah, he's he's universally loved, and you, you hit it right on the head. Like they usually like. There's a certain people when they show them, like at a UFC crowd, they usually get booed. There's certain people when they show The Undertaker, it's usually cheers. Rey Mysterio, it's cheers. Stone Cold, when they showed him back in the day, cheers. The guys that these people grew up with, they love. Rey Mysterio is one of those guys that, like, if I had kids, I know, like, if I, I'm sure they would like him if they were watching. That's the thing he re kids react so well to him because of the mask it was the same thing with what i used to say about the usos way back when they wore face paint i said they got the reason why they were such a popular tag team was why because of the face paint kids absolutely love that that's how you become a star that's why jeff hardy got even more popular than his brother 
it goes down to the face paint. The Ultimate Warrior. If he didn't have face paint, nobody would have cared. Sting. It, yeah, Sting. Like it. It. It's just it comes yeah. down to that from a standpoint, and they love they they just they just they yeah. they like to resonate with the with yep, the, and they the like characters. the mask because it yeah. it's a superhero thing for them. So, but but no, I I I, I loved seeing Ray come back. Uh, massive massive pop for him. Uh, never seen him. I never. I don't think I've ever seen a louder pop for Ray ever. Um, so that yeah, was maybe. great. Um, he he came down and and I knew I knew, like. When he when he, when he came down in the, in the crutches, I was like, man, if he drops those crutches and just starts like full on sprinting <laughs> to the ring, but it was great though. I mean, he was going to town with those crutches or whatever. Yeah, uh, hit a clean six one nine. So it's it's great to see him back. I love the love the mask he was wearing. It's basically the one he wore at uh, WrestleMania. Uh, this mm-hmm. one was just all black. Um, so it, he looks great. Like I said, that, so it's, it's it's awesome to see him back. Like Shadow said, Gray Muda. It's a that's like one of the masks, like a the like great Muda would wear. Yeah, like that's yeah, exactly. very honorable exactly. of that. Um, um, so, but the but the match between uh, uh, Carlito and Santos, I thought was a great match as well too. Um, like I said, uh, you know, speaking speaking about the crowd, I mean, so the crowd was red hot all night, um, and, I, and I think that just 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 from how SmackDown started with the whole Rock promo or whatever, and they just they never got tired. They just stayed at that level pretty much the entire show. So they were great. Yeah. Rob Shadow had a question for you. Oh, sure. Do you think it's time to change Braun's name to Steiner instead of Breaker? Oh, I would have had it. If, I would. It would have been Steiner from the get-go if it was up to me. You go with what gets people to watch because the thing is, is I come from a marketing standpoint. You you go from a what people know. People love Scott Steiner. They love the Steiners in general. So when you bring that name out, Steiner, like, hey, Steiner? Oh, that must be one of the Steiner's kids it you you go with that it's a wwe thing why they didn't do it but in the long run i hope he does change it that's just me what can knowing knowing triple h i think i think i think the steiner name is coming knowing him so i think yeah i I think it's going to be sooner than uh sooner than later in regards to the name happening um and he's like the perfect mix between both his dad and his uncle yeah yeah and he is and and the other thing too is triple h and scott they buried their hatchet so uh-huh. so that they, they should be good to go and i <laughs> it gives wwe a reason to print money because you know they're gonna those finer shirts are gonna sell they, they just will so absolutely um, I, I think I think they're gonna do it kind of like how they did the Pete Dunn thing. Um, I think I think he's, they're they're gonna lay it out, and you know something significant has to happen with some storyline, and then it, it'll make sense of why he's taking up the Steiner name. So yes, as I, much I, as I, I hated, your point. much as I hated the name Butch, I loved the way that they did it and brought back his name. They played it out so well, and it actually leads into the next segment with the uh, new Catch Republic now, which is. Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate, they were talking to Nick Aldis backstage, and Nick Aldis, the little tease, him and Adam Pierce have an announcement coming up about the tag division soon. Is this where they're going to split the tag titles and we each have them back on each show? I, I hope so, but I, I mean, I don't know. Every time I try to anticipate they're going to do something, I'm usually wrong, so I just kind of let them play it by ear. But I think, based on what they were talking about, I 
I assume that's where they're going. Otherwise, I'm kind of wondering, are they doing doing a tournament to get to to be a contender? It's either it's one of the two. It's either they're they're going to split them up, or they're they're going to do a tournament. You know, I was a very big proponent of combining the titles, as long as the champ was going to both shows, and we don't see it enough happening with Judgment Day right now. Traveling to SmackDown, defending the titles over there. And why are they still carrying around both sets of belts? That's the key giveaway that they're going to split them back up. Yeah. Is that they never got rid of them and put them back into one. Yeah. So I feel that we're going to get an announcement shortly. And I think what they're going to do is they'll probably take one of them away from the Judgment Day. And then they'll have a tournament to crown the new champion at WrestleMania. And hopefully... There's new belts introduced because those I mean, belts need to be changed. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think, I think what um, I'm, I'm with you on that, Skiles. Uh, I'm, I'm a big advocate for somebody who wants them just to combine the belts and just have one set of titles. And then, like I said, that those champions can just move between all three brands. Might as well just NXT too. It might as well include NXT as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but. If that's not the case, I mean, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case because, I mean, it, it, they've done a great job at trying to rebuild uh, the the Raw Tag Team Division and the SmackDown Tag Team Division. So uh, it doesn't it doesn't appear that way. I think they're building up, you know, legitimate threats to the Tag Team Division and Tag Team titles. It's the um, most stacked it's been in years, for sure. And I think I think what they're going to do is um, the they're going to do the same thing they did with the women's titles. They're going to get rid of the whole red and blue straps get rid of the you know all the you know raw the, the raw smackdown names in the in the championship name and um i think we get back what we had um you know what it was early 2000s we get like the world tag team titles and then the WWE tag team titles so we get two new uh sets of designs for smackdown and raw exclusively I just i just so, hope it's not the same designs as the main i don't titles. i don't i don't think so <laughs> I don't think so, but 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 I mean, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be expect. Don't don't hold your breath and be expecting something like super super creative. But I don't think you're, they're going to be the same titles, the same same design necessarily. It's just you won't you definitely won't see uh, them be called you know Raw SmackDown titles. I think they're going right. to do away with those names, and I think they're going to do away with the red and blue straps. So, sure. What do we think of LA Knight walking around with the chair from uh, Elimination Chamber? Saying AJ Styles' names on it, <laughs> it's crazy to see the shape that chair was in. I mean, he was wearing him out with that chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I, 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 it's one of those. See, the problem is, and I, I know I'm open about this. I am a AJ guy, so i'm always for aj like to win i want aj to win this feud and i have a feeling he won't because ellie knight is they ellie knights has won every feud he's been part of lately obviously because he's just popular as he can be except for the obviously the roman one i i like this but i i I liked how Nick told him, like, I told AJ not to be here this, like, this week and next week. Or I think he said this week, or maybe he said both weeks. I, I can't said, remember. I think he said this week. I know this he said week. this okay. week. I didn't hear okay. the weekend. Maybe, okay, then it was, okay, then it was just this week. I'm thinking of something else. And so, yeah, this week. So next week, I think we'll see him. And 
I'm sure we'll see LA Knight probably get a shot in unless that's where we maybe see uh Tomatonga come in, maybe possibly, who knows? Um, that would be a good spot for him to get get in there. I, I've been rooting for that for a long time. I want I want Tama in there with AJ. I think we're gonna get Tama more with the with um the good brothers. And then they form back the original bullet club from years back. I mean, that's, I, and I said this on the other, um, I don't remember if I was on a show or if it was like somebody on Twitter that asked me, but I think the OC is kind of like doing their thing in NXT to kind of get their, their, their ways back, you know, to Uh kind of get their, 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 find their way back. And once they get that, I think it'll be, it'll be pretty fun. Go, like to go back to the roots, like how Finn did yeah. when he went down yeah, there. Yeah, to kind of find their, to yeah, to find basically who they are, and I think once they find it, I think we'll see them maybe kind of run things. That's I what I'm hoping. Like, I did like how La Knight said, "This guy flew halfway across the world just to take me out. I need to find him." Like, <laughs> like I like how they pointed that out. Like he had no other reason to be there except to do this <laughs> but um shadow had another question when are we getting yeah. any hall of fame announcements uh last year they announced coming close uh, yeah <laughs> la- last year they announced them in march i think it was around the i don't think it was the first raw of march i think it was the second so i mean the second raw of march so it could be like any time like literally it could be this next raw so it'll start like any time you Anytime. think you think there'll be like a theme this year, like an ECW theme, since they are in Philly? It really depends because I I honestly thought that Paul Heyman was going to be the headliner. That's but part of me thinks that Ray Wyatt might be the headliner. I think I, I my personal opinion is that they should do ECW with Paul Heyman and that, and then next yeah. year. Just Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. And that's it. I don't think they'll. I know they won't. Yeah, but... I I would like that. I don't think I don't think they would do that. But I I like. I think it'd be great if Luke goes in there too. I would love it if both those guys go in there. But I would. Um. But I, I do think Bray. I that's just me. I think Bray goes in this year. I, and I think he deserves to go into because he he was a different character that we've never really seen before. Like, I mean, he a lot of people comp- compared him to the Undertaker in a way because he just had that that supernatural like feel to him. But he also had like there was just something where you just also liked him too. You know, there was just where a lot of people related to him so well, and. I, I just think he is one of those guys that based off everything you've heard about him too, like story-wise, like from behind the scenes, he was well-loved by everyone. I I don't see how they... they I, I can't see how they don't put him in, really. Um, if they don't headline him, I, 
that's fine, I guess. I just think that's the way they're going. And I could see Paul Heyman being completely like I don't I, I think Paul Heyman's one of those guys where he he'd be happy just being in it type thing. Like it's an right. honor for him. So I don't think the honor I don't think it's an ECW thing, like really, because what if Paul Heyman's the only person they put in there? Then it won't really need to be an ECW right. thing. So because there's part of me that thinks Tommy Dreamer should be there too. That Tommy Dreamer, maybe Sid Vicious, like those are there's a whole bunch of names you could oh yeah there's say so that many should people. be in it. And I felt this would have been a good time to do it because they are in Philly. Yeah. And they had the chance to do where Philly was where ECW was yeah. essentially it, built. <laughs> the other thing too, why Bray should like I like Bray for Philly is that's where he returned too at Extreme Rules. Yeah, that's true. So I think I think it'd be a great place for him. Yeah, I I regret not going to that show. <laughs> like I've I've had the chance to go to certain things, and it's like, oh, there'll be there'll be other times that I can I can go, and you just you realize that's not the case. You got to take advantage of what you can. Yeah. But let's get let's get back onto the positive things of. Um, SmackDown talk about the good things that happened tonight. We ended up now we get to the main event with uh, Randy Orton versus Austin Theory and Grayson Waller, and you had Kevin Owens on commentary, which I think is always a treat because he just adds so much to it by just sitting there and talking, and it's great. This match started out pretty good. Like I, it was, I enjoyed this match. I mean, it's it's Randy Orton. Like you know, it's going to be a good match. What'd you guys think? Man, you know, it I'm actually it, it sounds weird, but like I'm I actually I actually find myself liking Randy more on this particular run in his career, probably than probably in a while. You know, like I'm not like I'm 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 not a huge Randy guy. Um, you know, I, of course, you know, I, I appreciate just the years and years of hard work that he's put into his business and things like that. Uh, definitely one of the most recognizable vets uh, left in the game, other than, you know, people like Ray and people that I mentioned before. Um, but but I don't know what it is. It's just it's, it's this run for me since he came back just feels it just feels natural for him. Like, you know what I mean? It, it just feels like he just feels he just he looks when you look at him on screen, he just looks so relaxed and so in his element now, as opposed to some years prior. Like, I don't think I've seen him look this relaxed or so like comfortable since maybe, oh gosh, like, I don't know, age of Orton, probably when he was on that massive run, probably, probably since then, honestly, um, every, every other run, it just kind of, I don't know. It just, it just feels felt a little forced but this this run just feels it just feels more natural um so i'm loving everything he does right now um he, he put on a great match tonight uh he had a fantastic showing in the elimination chamber i love how they uh got it down to the final two um i don't i don't know what the, what the back situation with him i don't know if it's just excellent selling or if, if his back is really bothering him i hope not um i, I personally personally i think it's just a little i think mainly it's just excellent selling from him um, but, uh, if but yeah, it, if it's, it's great. Excellent sound, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have been there tonight. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that, that's what I'm saying. I, that's I think the way it's I look excellent. at it. 
Yeah, I think I think it's just excellent selling from him. Um, uh, more of the reason to just love Randy Orton. He's just, he's great at what he what he does. Um, we we've seen we we got to we already since he's been back we we've seen what four of probably some of the best RKOs I think he's done. He hit another one. He he hit another great one tonight on With Austin the, Theory from the, the roll match. up. Yeah, from when the he roll did up, the... that that was. <laughs> That was that was clean. I, I like that one a lot. Uh, I like the one he hit literally from out of nowhere on, on Logan Paul uh, to eliminate Logan Paul elimination chamber. He hit another great one on uh, on uh, Grayson Waller after the match. Uh, but it was a good match. Like I said, uh, you know, Randy Orton has, has got good things going for him right now. Uh, I guess it's going to be, and this is what I want to talk about. This is what I wanted to mention uh, before about the LA Knight thing. Um, I had seen, you know, them doing. Or I had seen, uh, you know, Logan Paul possibly get involved after his elimination in elimination chamber, um, but I had, I had more so seen maybe, I don't know, LA Knight eliminating Logan Paul, and then him getting involved, and then and then costing uh, LA Knight elimination and setting that up for WrestleMania them, uh, you know, LA Knight versus Logan Paul for the United States title, um, but they they completely went another direction and they had they had Logan Paul cost. Randy Orton. Um, I love the little clip that they show from his Instagram or whatever. And he's like, "Ah, oh, my back, I can't get up." And that was that was great. And it was just like on cue, he just rolls up, hits Randy with the brass knucks. So that was great. So I guess they're setting up uh, Orton versus Logan Paul at WrestleMania for the Nice Ace title, which I'm not opposed to. You know, I, I think that'd be a good match for him. Um, I don't really know what Kevin does. It kind of seems like he might be out in the dark for right now. Because I think they they're obviously going with LA Knight and AJ Styles, I, I would assume. So I don't know unless they group him in with, you know, Randy and Paul. I'm not really sure what they go with it there, but yeah, I I think that might actually happen. I I can see that being a triple threat match just based on how the way that match ended at Elimination Chamber and then tonight. They did give each other like a fist bump, but there was if you watch Kevin Owens, there was a little bit of a hesitation at yeah. first. Yeah. So I kind of noticed that, and I think that kind of fits because he still had issues with Logan Paul, and that never really finished out. So there's still a little story there. So I think that I think that's the way to go because I was because that's what that's what I think would be best for the story is to go that route. But that's again and, just my opinion. And like I said, and you and you get you get Owens and Logan Paul feud to continue without it being Paul and Owens again so soon after they just had a one-on-one match. So yeah, I can see that too. And then you get, and that's the other thing too, you get Randy Orton and Kevin Owens going at it and those two yeah. are great. And yeah. the, the one thing too, that you said that caught my attention is Randy Orton just seems so much more comfortable now. Um, and I think a lot of that is, is I don't think, he, and this is just my opinion. I don't think he has, as much stress on him because he's not doing house shows really right now. He's just, and I think he's having fun. I think that's a lot of it because he was at home for over a year dealing with a back issue and things like that. And the other point about Kevin Owens I wanted to make is that guy's got a job for life. In my opinion, like if, once he's done with entering action, he could do commentary. He'd be absolutely perfect at it. So See, I, I think this Randy Orton to me compares to what we saw during the pandemic when he was doing all those different things uh, off this out of the ring 
when he was doing the janitor skits, like all those different things like those, like he seemed to be having fun there. And now he's just having fun being able to do it in the ring on a consistent basis. I personally would like to see a ladder match for the United States championship at mania with Orton, Kevin Owens, Paul, AJ Styles, Knight, And then you can put in Cameron Grimes as like the sixth member for that. Love me some Cameron Grimes. Yes, sir. Because I think we're going to end up getting Waller versus Theory for like for that match. Because I think that's where they're going with what they're doing with all the teases between the two of them. But I think they should do. I've always said they should do a ladder match every year and name it their Razor Ramon Memorial Ladder Match. And then yep. alternate every year between the two different mid card titles. So this way, every year one of them is get featured in that match. Correct. Yep, I agree one hundred percent with that. They need to have the the Scott Hall Memorial Ladder Match, and that would make me happy. That would make me absolutely happy because one of the first ladder matches I ever watched was WrestleMania ten. So. I just think that'd be a great way to honor him, and it's an easy way to get six people on the card, mm-hmm. as opposed to having a six-man tag match. Like yeah. those multi-man yeah. matches, like that, always seem to work better because then you get the big spots, you get people showing off what they could do. It makes people stand out, and people take notice of what they can do. Yeah, and in my opinion, I. Th- I- I don't want them to do a Andre the Giant Matt Battle Royal on SmackDown the night before. I want them to do it on a pre-show. I, my opinion is if you are on the WWE roster, you deserve to be part of WrestleMania. Even if it's a pre-show, you deserve to be part of that card. So that's my thing. I would I If, if it's a five-way match, six-way match, whatever, I'm fine with it. Whatever gets the most gets people on the card, as long as they don't go overboard with it. That's why I, I want like an Andre the Giant Battle Royal for uh, the men, and then whatever they want to call it for if they want to call it the Andre Giant Battle Royal for the women. I know they had a different name. They had what did they call it? The uh, was it the May Young? The May Young, like yeah, yeah. And oh, they, I think they should call it China. They should be for China. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. what they should do. But yeah. Who are we? They won't listen to us. <laughs> I, I've tried. More than likely, no. But yeah, I've tried. But um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the entire SmackDown. It was a good show. Had a nice flow to it. Um, once we got past the forty-minute talk show, the matches just seemed to flow. Like they got every match had a little bit of time compared to, um, except for the Braun Breaker Zion Quinn match, but. I thought they did a great job tonight continuing all stories and expanding on them. Yeah, I, I would agree. I enjoyed tonight's SmackDown quite a bit. Are there, you have any final thoughts before we head on out for the night? No, I'm good. I'm good. I, I see that, uh, that guy shadow have one more question. Who would win a triple threat match and extreme rules match? Drew Love versus Mankind versus Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. That's <laughs> that's. I've driven through Truth or Consequence. Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Yeah, he he'd win. 
So at the end of all our shows, Rob, we like to say where we're from and where people can find you. So where can everybody, where can everybody find you? All right, you can find me on X at Rob Wilkins. Otherwise, I'm on Instagram at Fightful Rob. I'm also on Threads at Fightful Rob. Um, every Friday at three o'clock Eastern, I am on Fightful Overbooked for coexisting with Rob and Maggie. We have a good show. It goes about an hour and a half, usually every week, just talking everything that goes on during the week. I also have a new show that'll be starting next week. It's just a movie review show that'll be on Fightful Overbooked uh, with me and uh, one of my co-hosts called, his name is Giz, Gisberto uh, Guzzo. And this week we interviewed uh, Mace Armase, uh, Mace and Madden, and we reviewed uh, the movie Kill Bill Volume 1. So, good times. Cam, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Cam's Wrestling Corner and at Call Me Cam G. You can find me um, right here every single Friday night with Friday Night Review, immediately following SmackDown with Scowls and uh, normally Jamie right here on Off the Top Media. And then you can find me on our sister page on Rivet City Radio every single Monday night following Monday Night Raw with the table spot with me. Uh, the Alpha Wolf Sean, and of course, Metalcore Mike. And then you can find me on Wednesday nights on River City Radio after AEW Dynamite with another edition of The Boom with me, Mike, and Phil Khan. And then you can find me on Twitter at Cam and Cheese 317. You can find me on Instagram at 317 Bacon Eggs and Cam. I am Scals. Again, Rob, thank you for coming out tonight. It was an honor to have you on our show. Um, Appreciate you. Yeah, anytime, man. Let me know. I'm I've I enjoyed myself tonight, so thank you. We appreciate it. We really do. I am Scouts. You can find me here on Off the Top Media on both TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. If you are looking for shows, we have one I host on Friday nights, which is this one we're here at Friday Night Review. And then Tuesdays we do NXT on tap, where myself, Jax, and Phil discuss everything that happened on NXT. I want to thank everybody for coming on out tonight. Make sure you follow all of us here. Give Rob um, a follow on Twitter. His account is great. Between him and the other Fightful accounts, they do a great job with everything, and we appreciate all the work that they do. I want to thank everybody for coming out tonight, and we hope we'll see you soon. Have a great evening.